0: do you think streetwear is dead
1: yeah i think it's dying yeah I think it's dying. <laughs> <laughs> but so so does every subculture when it becomes the main culture it's you know streetwear is not more resilient than anything else that went mainstream like skateboarding
0: It's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Jassar, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. Marissa Lee is an art director, marketer, and DJ, also known as Yola Ono. Marissa works in branding and marketing as the digital director of Atmos USA, formerly known as UVic. Marissa is also another good friend of mine from Philly who didn't move to NYC. This is an episode with Yoko Ono. Shout out to AAPI Heritage Month. That's Asian American Pacific Islander for everyone who doesn't know their acronyms except for LOL and LMAO. Please welcome Marissa Lee, a.k.a. Yolo Ono.
1: Hey, hey.
0: Only I laughed when I wrote all that.
1: No, I love that. I love the acronyms. Acronyms are hard sometimes, but-
0: They are, and the kids are just making up all these new acronyms out there.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure.
0: Every single day. It's the TikTok kids. (laughs) we're not even we're not the tiktok generation we're like barely ig either
1: yeah oh my god nothing makes me feel older than tiktok
0: are you are you on tiktok
1: i'm like kind of on tiktok but like don't look for me because i'm not you're like (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so if you're on i mean the tiktoks are funny but have you ever tried to do any of the dances
1: Oh yeah. I that's my only two posts are like me trying to do the dances feeling incredibly old. I think my bio, I don't know if I changed it or not, but it was I'm an actual adult. I buy my own groceries. <laughs> that's
0: that's actually a really great bio.
1: Yeah, I feel feel like I'm just trying to blend in with the kids, you know.
0: <laughs> no. I actually made a TikTok yesterday for the podcast and It's funny because they don't believe in putting like your URLs, like your Mm -hmm. real actual URLs on there, just your social media sites. And I was like, oh yeah, of course, the TikTok kids don't care about the internet. They just care about their dances. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe I'm like trying to think of like a wear many hats challenge of Mm -hmm. some sort. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to lie when young thug put out his new record i was definitely trying to do the ski challenge
1: yeah
0: i'm bearing my soul out there right now i'm letting the world know that i did the ski challenge but did not record it
1: oh no i'm sure it's somewhere it's got to be in your draft there's got to be a fire draft that you could you could drop at any moment
0: (laughs) i know i know i'm like waiting for it i'm waiting for it right now but that's cool are you on any other social media sites
1: um, I'm digging, I'm digging Clubhouse. I've been on Clubhouse for a minute. Um, no way. Clubhouse is great.
0: You did a talk on Clubhouse, right? Recently.
1: I did a Rec Philly panel recently that was on YouTube. I've, I've, I've gotten on a few Clubhouse stages for like 20 seconds, but now I haven't done anything, any anything really much on there. I'm just a, a quiet observer.
0: <laughs> You've been doing a lot of panels lately too.
1: Yeah, a I've, been a few. Right I've been, I've been liking it. It's been fun sometimes you can make a sentence and feel okay about it sometimes you're just, <laughs> you know sweating profusely <laughs> but yeah thank you for having me on your pod I'm super excited we go way back it's wild. You know, I was
0: always thinking about you and wanting to have you come on the pod because you do so many things it's and I actually even though this is like a New York LA type podcast I bring in a bunch of Philly people but you were like number one
1: Aww, I, I would nice. definitely say
0: the fans asked for you but I have no fans so it's just like, <laughs> I'm the biggest fan so I'm like yeah I really want Marissa on here so much but yeah like you said we do go way back you were at Drexel and you lived at the cat house we partied there all the time best West Philly parties ever so many memories so
1: many oh my gosh it's crazy also makes me feel old
0: How far oh yeah I mean definitely <laughs> we're 30 now real which is incredible I mean the West Philly days the cat house days all right I'm not gonna lie I'm definitely gonna throw this out there but the fresh melt water days yeah modeling that was like our whole thing like urban outfitters Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm bringing it all the way back
1: hell yeah hell yeah it's cool though because I do remember like being pretty young and very impressionable around like you know the fresh water peeps and all of their amazing creative friends and I think that was the first time that I had really you know had influence in front of me that was like oh yeah like you can be creative for a living you could like you know pursue that and do that and and, and it would be dope because before that I was you know, pursuing a science degree at Drexel and was like, this is where my soul dies.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I was like, what
0: the hell is she doing here? And then I'm like, what the hell am I doing here?
1: Oh yeah, totally. I mean you you also you I think took the long route in college too, right? You and you and I both took the scenic route.
0: <laughs> I know and somehow we both ended up at Temple, but we were definitely not Temple University, not a church for those out there. But uh <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, but we didn't have like the same classes or anything. We just crossed paths there, which is kind of Mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm, Totally. And for those out there, we're both Asian. So our parents were totally like, what the hell? We've got creatives in our household. What have we
1: done? (laughs) At parties, I remember I used to try to convince everyone that you were my younger brother and you were like, Marissa, I have siblings. This is oh yeah, <laughs> that sounds like, but I don't. So, <laughs>
0: Okay, you are an only child. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh,
1: it was funny. Those are the days. That was our, our party trick.
0: <laughs> that was our party trick. Also, that was our party trick. And then my other party trick was one of my good friends, Shane Braxton. Me and Shane would always switch mm-hmm. names, and that just made total sense. <laughs>
1: i do remember that
0: (laughs) oh man but yeah so i just ran into you in new york city like last week at the cancelled cha-cha matcha but it was definitely fate um i was definitely fucked up when i saw you because we were just celebrating the release of our new commercial type to start collaboration and now featured in interview magazine and then also next week record magazine is putting out their new issue and we're also in there as well
1: that's awesome
0: it was great to see you though it was Mm -hmm. i was just zoning out first time in a really long time that i was drinking during the day on a weekday on a work day and honestly i really thought someone was like there was like this voice in my head or something that said rashad and i was like no fucking way
1: I know it's so crazy when you walk by because I was like you know with the mask and everything you're never super sure that I was kind of sure so I was like is that him but yeah it was wild I've
0: been doing that <laughs> that happened to me last weekend as well I don't know how people can is it my bone structure what's going on here like I think it have, is you're <laughs> I'm like double masking I'm like I have no fucking idea what's going on but that's cool yeah you were up there because you we're doing a little Atmos trip.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, little field trip um, for for the Atmos Harlem store uh, for a big trick, energy magic activation.
0: So. Wow! Insane.
1: <laughs> Wild life and times.
0: <laughs> and that was your first time up there.
1: First time since the pandemic. Yeah, it was. It was. It had been a minute, um, which was nice to see because you know I have a few friends that have you know held steady up there but then I, I do have a lot of friends who have left too um so i wasn't sure kind of what to expect but new york still kicking still vibrant as hell <laughs>
0: it really is it really is and so you guys switched up from ubic to atmos r.i.p ubic amazing times at ubic for sure mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: how's it feel being in at Atmos Great. now
1: It's wild. Um, It's funny too, because it's like when, I feel like when you go through an internal company change like that, you kind of talk about it forever before it actually happens. And there's like, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen soon. And then like, oh, maybe it's not gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. And then by the time, you know, it goes public, it's like, it feels like old news to you. Um, So it kind of felt, you know, wild to be going through it in the thick of it, executing the campaign. And then kind of by the time it was over, it was like, by the time I got sentimental where, you know, the, after we flipped the switch and I was like, oh man, that's crazy.
0: Super <laughs> um, crazy. But when
1: you're, when you're in it, it's so hard to really appreciate kind of what's happening and, and be like, damn, this is crazy. This is, you know, burying, not, well, burying is a bit dramatic, but, you know, transitioning from like a 20 year old brand that, uh, meant so much to Philly, um, you know with with mixed emotions for many people i'm
0: sure definitely uh,
1: but but still crazy you know
0: <laughs> it was super crazy when i found out the news i was like wait what's atmos <laughs> and i was just like it's weird cuz when i hear atmos i think all right, japanese it's like this whole wait what's the other what's the other place that's in in philly uh
1: other streetwear store yeah lapstone and hammer right
0: That one, but what's the one on South Street that kind of reminds me of Atmos?
1: Oh, P's and Q's? No.
0: No, no. no. That, like, Jalil Beats, like, sponsors a lot.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. Not ethic.
0: No, no, no. It's, like, is it called, like, Villa or something like that? Oh, Villa.
1: Yeah, yeah, Villa. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Which was formerly, I think, formerly DTLR, I want to say. Nice. Uh, it's hard to keep track of everyone's merging name oh,
0: changes, all of that. Oh, it really is. And how <laughs> Villa came to my mind, I have no idea how that happened. I had to dig super deep in this brain, and I was like, no fucking way. And yeah, that
1: happened. place is massive. That place is really big on South Street. It's
0: it is. Big. And it's funny because I don't know how long you were in Philly, but I remember when Villa, when that place used to be a Tower Records.
1: Oh, I think I vaguely remember that but no, no, maybe not. I can't.
0: It was quite crazy. Recall, but, it was that big. Yeah. And then it was that massive. And then yeah, Villa coming through mm-hmm. and it's like super. I do massive.
1: remember the FYE on Broad street.
0: I oh, yes. I was around
1: for that. <laughs> yes.
0: I do remember FYE. Oh my God. So good.
1: But one of my friends told me that they bought a CD from that place when they were like in high school and drove back to wherever they were from. Um, and then got home and it was like cut open and there was no cds
0: no yo that's hilarious
1: <laughs> classic classic philly
0: <laughs> classic philly that's amazing i mean it kind of sucks but that's so good yeah. i was just thinking about this the other day even though i started buying like a bunch of like not high-end fashion brands or whatever like i just bought my like first bodie piece but i still want people to like recognize me as like that hot topic mall rat kid like that always just like copped all the CDs and whatnot. So um, I was always a Sam Goody FY like Tower yeah. Records kid forever. Forever. Oh yeah,
1: and the um the CD exchange also on South Street. Yes, South Street was the a CD real pinnacle for for music. <laughs>
0: it really was. It really was. I could see you as that. Was it Zoe? Uh, did you see? Did you? Did you ever see that? Five
1: hundred days of summer.
0: No, no, the other Zoe.
1: <laughs> Which Zoe? They're all the same. <laughs> Zoe
0: Kravitz.
1: Oh, that one. Oh, okay. What were you
0: saying about her? I love her. And She's in good. that Ned Hornby, uh, that show where she plays the person that works at the at the record store.
1: Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah, I could see you as that kid, always just like hanging out around. I, I, you know <laughs> what? I always knew that you were going to be a DJ. Really?
1: That's yeah. so funny.
0: Yeah. You just had that eight girl look, you know, you were always doing it. It was great.
1: Couldn't get off the dance floor. Definitely. I think that's, I think climbing on top of speakers really was, was the, the moment where, where Regina was like, do you, do you want to learn how to DJ? And I was like, Oh yeah, actually like a lot.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Regina shout out Guns Garcia.
1: (laughs) Crazy times. Actually, I feel like when we were hanging out back when Mad Decent you know was a block party on the block that was a really good time for philly music
0: really, oh definitely really good time when diplo actually was repping philly and mm-hmm. instead using silk city as a whole name for his <laughs> deal with mark ronson what the hell dude diplo, so you know, wild what the hell?
1: yeah so wild so wild
0: what made you choose the name you'll own on the whole transition?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually funny. I was just talking to one of my friends about this recently. Um, you know, I cringe when I look back on when I first started DJing because I joke about how like every girl in the world, anytime she starts anything, whether it's like a photography business or a vintage clothing thing, use your first name and your middle name. So, you know for a while, for like a very brief amount of time, like a month or so, I was like Marissa Dana, while I thought of something better. And then-
0: And Dana's your middle um,
1: name. Dana's my middle name, yeah. And then uh, one time I was just ripped out of my mind, super, super stoned. <laughs> and I, for some reason thought of it. Um, and I texted to Regina, I was like, as a joke at first, I was like, new DJ name, Yolo Ono, oh LOL, <laughs> And she was like, no, do it. And then yeah, it's been that way. Since the rise and fall of YOLO, I've still been YOLO.
0: Now. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god, amazing. YOLO's still a thing. YOLO's still a thing. The so New York okay. Times is using YOLO still, so it's still good. <laughs> I'm sure it's
1: in the dictionary at this point. It's it's a forever thing, but it is funny, definitely still still rocking it. And and a lot of people definitely just nickname nickname just call me YOLO. And I just have learned to respond to just YOLO, not even Wait,
0: really? People on on the street actually call straight up call you YOLO? (laughs) Yeah. mm -hmm. No way. (laughs) It's funny. That's so so good. And so Regina was basically your mentor?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she definitely was. Definitely showed me the ropes. And, and, you know, I, I think about that a lot, too, as I have been friends with a lot of, you know, newer DJs in the Philly scene is, you know, back then, back in the day, (laughs) <laughs> um, the barrier to entry to DJing was super high like you couldn't even really touch equipment without dropping like you know six to eight grand you oh, know to just and even getting, touch like, anything yeah yeah and Serato boxes and just the whole the whole shebang so you know that was a time where I was really fortunate to have kind of somebody who had you know had been plugged up in the scene enough to help help me kind of jumpstart because because now it's so easy to just buy a controller for 200 it really is and start and it's and it's very democratic versus before it was still super super tough. cdjs democratic. baby yeah still love cdjs that's my favorite preferred, preferred method
0: <laughs> except when they're scratched
1: except yeah except they are computers so the troubleshooting is is pretty tough you're like turn it on turn it off still not working okay <laughs> we'll come back later
0: i'm gonna blow on the cd <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and the the ethernet cables to like link it it's like oh uh, it's not reading the flash drive oh great okay
0: <laughs> so bad so bad what was your dj group name your super group with guns garcia
1: uh it was yellow girl mom
0: yeah that's right
1: yeah also also a short-lived run i think we did that for like a a year or two not
0: super long so good <laughs> i like to think me. of it yeah. as like this whole philly renaissance with sugar shay mm-hmm.
1: and
0: Love you her. guys shout out Chana. and you guys were killing it you guys played everywhere did the whole philly run the whole tour from the barbary to
1: voyeur at the time i mean all the, all of the making times we used to go to at voyeur all the making that was times the party. The party had to sneak into that party. Had to sneak in.
0: (laughs) Yo, kids. These TikTok kids these days would not know what it's like.
1: No. Oh, no way.
0: Actual real fake IDs.
1: Gotta linger, linger in the venue, you know, get there during sound setup, pretend to move a speaker corner. (laughs) Hope nobody notices you.
0: (laughs) Shout out Dave Ping. Great times. Still the homie. Forever. Those are the best parties. But yeah, what's your favorite? I guess, spot to play. And I mean, you also had a DJ night at the Barbary.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, the Barbary, yeah. The Barbary, I feel like is, is, has changed meanings like a billion times as people have aged out of hanging out there, like generations of people, but definitely, you know, that's a sweet spot for me. Cause again, like before and still now, like it's, it's kind of tough to get booked and get venues to kind of let you in the door. A lot of a lot of people will run it in different ways where they'll ask you weird questions like what your head count is and, and stuff like that. But the Barbary was kind of one of those, one of the only really DIY spaces at the time, well, one of very few DIY spaces at the time where you really could be almost nobody. <laughs> and and um, you know, John would take a chance on you and let you have a night, maybe it's a weeknight, maybe you work out from that um, and just really free flowing and casual where it's like if you showed up and you wanted to play, you could play. Um, so that definitely has a sweet spot um, in my heart for sure, and it it got to a point where after you know being doing so many weeklies and residencies and mon- and monthlies and playing there so much, it just started to feel like my living room, which um, is a little bit dangerous when you're consuming alcohol and a little too a little too cozy in oh, a yeah, place definitely. where you're yeah. like whatever. Definitely, um, but definitely, definitely great. And then, you know, a recent venue that I've been really digging is um, the liaison room at Front Street Cafe. They have they have great sound. Um, and uh, Blind Barber opened recently in Philly, um, and that venue is really really cool. I like this the space. It's nice to see some new new places pop up in Philly.
0: Oh um, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, when I saw that you played at Blind Barber in Philly. I didn't even know that there was a blind barber in Philly. Tons of New Yorkers Mm -hmm. who want to get in the DJ game perform at the blind barber here too as well. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of insane because it's also a barber shop.
1: Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) My friend just got his haircut there though. And he he said he had a really good experience. He got a good cut. So they can do it all.
0: (laughs) Everyone wants to have like this dual concept now.
1: I know it's it's all about the the hybrid.
0: Yeah, we're a coffee shop, but we're also a
1: cat adoption place. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds unsanitary, but it's not.
0: <laughs> you've also made countless of mixes. You've opened up for so many artists, and you've had your own DJ nights. Do you see DJing as like a giant career? I I, I feel like you've been like killing it.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I've had crazy, I've had crazy like imposter syndrome and just like a lot of internal struggles with my identity as a DJ, which sounds very like formal, but makes sense. Um, it definitely has been an ongoing thing for me because, you know, I was definitely with a lot of career DJs who were like, "This is it for me," like I'm like all about no, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and a lot of people who went the production realm, which is awesome, you know. Shout out Silo. Um, I just. Yeah, for sure. And um, even Rena, if you remember Rena from Factory Girl, she's definitely. she's on TikTok. She's Not on TikTok, well. and her production on TikTok is so good. She's so dope. Um, but she was also like a singer, and you know, definitely more more steeped in music. Um, but a lot of people were like, oh, like you know, maybe get into production. That's kind of like the next stage for DJing. And and for me, I just never really felt compelled to force myself to do something that I wasn't naturally really good at. I felt like for me, production was just like going to make noise in a space that. Make beats. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like Paris Hilton. and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> um, I don't want to just like put a trap beat on something and be like, I did a remix. Like, Oh yeah. So.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Check out this <laughs> remix album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Just to make noise. Um, there's so many, talented bedroom producers that, you know, it didn't feel right to take up kind of space in that. So for me, DJing was all, always like a really fun vessel and a really fun, you know, way to engage in events and engage in person. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh man, like maybe this is it for, for me and DJing, you know, like who knows what the space is gonna look like. Um, I did a couple live sets for sure, but, but definitely the energy of in-person is important to me. Like I, I love music, but I can also, Love music privately and and um, you know put together mixes and stuff like that, but it's not it's not something that you know a lot of DJs you know, are so passionate about and they have to go live like every weekend. Um, but for me, it was a little different. So I think that it's always been something that I've loved and done and been able to to grow and try to move into like sort of interesting spaces or use in different ways, less conventional ways. Um, but it's always just been part of, you know, my overall who I am. Um, but there have definitely been a lot of moments where I was like, man, like, should I even be doing this if I'm not, if I'm not taking it as seriously as the people that, you know, I know? Um, you know, what's my sound? All of these very existential questions.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, you having like imposter syndrome, I mean, you were playing at Firefest and like opening, you were also doing silent disco DJing stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like once you start hitting that realm, all right, yeah, this has got to be some serious serious shit yeah. in the DJ we're on.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, being able to do Gov Ball, um, the silent disco, like I think two or three years in a row uh, because of this girl Morgan I know. She's amazing. She was doing the booking at the time from Philly. It um, was awesome. It was so rad just, you know, seeing my name on a festival board, like next to drake i was like how did that happen
0: (laughs) yeah definitely
1: so definitely a lot of a lot of really cool experiences that are just you know kind of luck and you know people taking chances on me which i'm so grateful for
0: and they still Um, do yeah yeah for like commercials now or um, i saw that really really funny commercial
1: the flooring commercial oh all
0: right i wasn't gonna bring it up but yeah i did see that and i was like no way
1: yeah that was wild that was a trip I mean I I they reached out to me over Instagram and they were like oh we're doing this thing and or maybe it was email first and I ignored it because I was like this is a scam I've re- I've received many emails like this like no I'm this is a scam there's no way and then I um I think somehow they got my phone number either through like maybe I responded to an email and then they called me and they were like no no, no we're like really serious this is, this is what we're doing and this is the the project and we we want to feature you as you and I was like, all right, cool. Never done this before. Should be cool. Um, and they had a, a lumber gel, uh, a like <laughs> professional <laughs> wood cutter. I don't fully understand, but it's dope what she's doing. And um, a gymnast, an Olympic gymnast. So that was the series of all three of us and flooring. Was so that your only cool. time
0: that they hit you up to be a DJ in a commercial? Or have you also DJed in other commercials?
1: Uh, that was my first like acting, act, I guess, acting gig as my, and as myself, which was a trip. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, it was a massive production. Uh, so it was, it was always nice to see kind of uh, video production on that scale and be a part of it. Um, so it was dope. It was at Power Plant Studios in Old City too, which is like a really cool, a cool venue that I've, I've done like smaller shoots at. Um, so yeah, it was dope
0: that's insane that's insane so you also are about the wellness game and you always you know check in with yourself your self-care what are some things you do to keep yourself in check I I mean I also know that we're also going to get into design as Mm -hmm. well but like the clients that you have also preach wellness and like you also keep yourself in check, check on your friend. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I think it's really awesome to see where we as a culture have arrived, I think over the past year, especially as it's accelerated, but even in the past couple of years, just prioritizing mental health and wellness a lot more, having conversations about it. I mean, being like 90s babies, like it was a different world back then, like therapy, nobody talks about therapy, you know, Um, there are a lot of like you know, things that you kind of did and, and everyone had a lot of shame around. So I think it's really great the way that we've moved as a culture for it. Um, I definitely, I was raised Buddhist. Um, no way, really? Yeah.
0: Wait, what? Um,
1: I think that has a big, a big impact on like kind of how I think about those things. I feel really grateful for that because I definitely think there's a lot of similarities and just kind of themes that, that are, are thought of in Buddhism that we can kind of take into to the current conversation about wellness um I definitely I wish I could say that I like meditate all the time but I don't like I really don't I meditate sometimes when I remember to and I'm like oh man I should do this more often Um, and I I do have like a intermittent yoga practice as well I went to a yoga retreat last week or last year that was really really awesome or two years ago now pandemic Um, and I definitely try to journal a lot. Um, I did a panel with uh, Amir um, from Idle Hours who created his own like wellness journal kind of journal prompts. Um, and I definitely love the importance of, of that. And I always try to, I'm like really into drinks and experimenting with beverages. So I make my own kombucha, turmeric wow. lattes the mushroom powders, all of that, you know, get really weird with that stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I am drinking Zen green tea right now. Oh, nice. i all my green tea kick. I'm being all my tea kick. That's my wellness thing. And I'm also in therapy. Mm-hmm. So hell yeah, like therapy. in the 90s baby, they pretty much teach us to grind to the ground. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally.
0: And this yeah. pandemic is honestly made us like chill out more
1: Mhm, for sure for sure
0: but I didn't know you grew up buddhist that's insane
1: yeah yeah it's really it's really nice it's something that I'm really really see a lot of value in as an adult now like I'm really like oh damn that was actually really dope you know when you're a kid you're just like yeah why can't I be like everyone else like this is weird like I want I want to have like that coming of age celebration like a bar mitzvah or a christening or whatever um buddhist buddhist people don't have a lot of holidays you know (laughs) but you know my parents did the whole christmas thing because america of course
0: they just smoked that good marijuana and like (laughs) chill out
1: yeah the amount of times that i went to buddhist retreats when i was younger um with my family and of course there'd be like a lot of asian people in attendance but there would always be like a handful of like nomadic like cool white dudes with dreads that would be like on a soul-searching mission you know like playing the didgeridoo like just vibing (laughs) the amount of times I was around people like that that I just like didn't even think anything of it I was like oh cool like they're here too
0: (laughs) oh yeah we're here for the same thing to find (laughs) (laughs) booze
1: and now I look back and I'm like wow that person was like on a mission they probably were like coming you know finished whatever alternative path they were on maybe partying doing a lot of drugs whatever and we're like no like I'm this is a different path for me now so it's it's funny to see on the other side that's
0: crazy because I came from the cat house and it's like this house that's like all the way in West Philly and that's where you did a bunch of drugs and here I am
1: (laughs) I know those were wild days in college for sure oh my gosh I'm glad I'm glad we got out of our system because
0: Oh, I'm so glad we got it out of our systems. Now we are all about chilling, finding inner peace. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Out-
1: natural wine. Natural
0: you know, wine. <laughs> Yeah, we're very natural wine. We're pro-natural wine on this podcast. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It. It's good. It's good. And now you dipped into the design game as well
1: hmm yeah yeah it's it's funny I definitely
0: I always knew um, you were I always knew you were gonna be like some type of designer you're an art director as well creative marketer ever since you gave me one of those spoke cards that you illustrated oh yeah I still have them
1: oh really oh, yeah that's I amazing. do
0: I do that's amazing and I gotta say yeah I knew that you would definitely dip your toes into the design game
1: yeah, it's fun. It's fun to play around with. Definitely. Um, I def- I remember like illustrating was really fun for me and doing wheat paste for a while. Mm. It's definitely been a long time since I've done a project for myself and done like creative, creative, you know, anything creative with like no motive beyond like my own little bubble, um, which is definitely something I want to prioritize. But it's been really awesome to help people. You know, I just did a branding and a branding project for one of my friends who's opening a facial studio in Pittsburgh. Um, and it's just so cool to to help people bring that stuff to reality. So I, I really love it. Definitely self-taught an illustrator, worked in a branding agency in a while. I'm um, constantly very hesitant to call myself a graphic designer because I know so many super talented graphic designers oh, that, are, that are amazing. Um but you know I'll do I'll I'll move some shapes sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Of course, I mean you got your hands in the art direction game with, you know, photographer in Shiver. What's your favorite job you've ever done?
1: Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. I mean, definitely probably that project that I did with my friend Alexander Charles for his album artwork um, a few years ago with. Oh, Ian. the guy that
0: looks like Dominic Fike.
1: Oh he, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. I saw that and I was like, oh sweet, Philly's got a, Philly's got a Brock Hampton esque. <laughs> Tyler era. I mean, yo, shout out to Tierra Whack, Uzi, mm. everyone doing it, you know, but yeah, it's like, yeah. we had it first, you know, but yeah, <laughs> that, sure. I saw that. I saw that. It was yeah. great. And
1: that was really cool too, because his whole album is about finding out his heritage when he was growing up. So he was adopted um, and he didn't really know much about his birth um, family or so, he, and as a result, he didn't really know much about his ethnic background. He thought growing up, he thought he was Spanish. Um, when I first met him, I was like, I asked my friend, he's he's with, he's a really good friend of, childhood friend of my um, boyfriend, Luke. And I asked him, I was like, is Al like kind of Asian? Cause he looks kind of Asian. And, they, and he was like, no, oh, I don't think he is. We've always thought that, but we don't really like, he doesn't really know, you know, exactly what his background is. And so um, he, you know, Al is a uh, musical artist, um, formerly a rapper in this group, Ground Up. Um, no way. And, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, wrote this whole album about kind of figuring out his identity, figuring out who he was and his getting to know his family after all those years. Um, and so with the art direction of that, I really got to play around with a lot of these like motifs that I remember growing up with, um, as you know, as someone who's half Chinese. Uh, and, being able to play around with those and translate them into new lens, you know, represent them with streetwear kind of motifs with like cool little toys, um, was just nice to blend those worlds together and, and really fun. And we got to take a trip to Chinatown, go into all those like cool little shops. Uh, oh, so so I it is confirmed that
0: he's Asian, he found out.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I his think album he's... is his
0: birthright, nice,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I want to say he's uh half Chinese, but I know that his. Um, mom's side has like kind of traces back to hawaii too so it could it could be like japanese also but um yeah it's it's cool very cool
0: no that is cool people on the street think i'm hispanic and speak espanol to me all the time (laughs) and i say no hablo espanol
1: and and the disappointment on their face right they're like Ah.
0: no and then they keep on speaking espanol that's how it goes (laughs) I have no that's idea funny. why, that's but so do you want to continue working as an art director? It seems pretty great. Everything that you've been doing so far. It's amazing. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something that I, I love. I think long-term I would love to have like a more true art director role um, and be able to play in like fun creative land. Uh, Cause right now with my digital director role, I'm very much entwined in the numbers of the business um, by nature of running the e-commerce business, which is dope. I'm so glad to learn. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think about like, oh, wouldn't it be nice like be in a photo studio all day and just play around and be like, pretty images. That's <laughs> my job. So that would be a dream. But and you I and I both of-
0: love to get our fit pics on after the shoot.
1: <laughs>
0: Always got to use that studio time for that.
1: Of course, of course, yeah.
0: So you're another one that loves their main gig and also all the side hustles that they can obtain but a lot of people you know that obviously aren't on this podcast don't like their main gigs and wish they could get into their creative role but you know us as creatives if you guys want to call it that we really just want to do it all but at, at the end of the day we try to break it down you know
1: for sure for sure And I think that like something that I struggle with too is like, I feel like there's a lot of like shaming in how you operate as a creative. Like there's like this whole rhetoric on Instagram that's like, you know, working for other people is ass and you're like, you know what I mean? Like just jump ship, stop being afraid to like not work for someone else. And, and I think that that's like totally valid for some people, but also like some people like to work. For other people, and that's that's okay too. You know, there's like space for everyone, and and that doesn't like lessen how creative you are. I definitely think that it's easier to like let your creative um, energy slip when you're working for someone else um, if you don't feel entirely fulfilled by the work you're doing. Um, but you know, that's there's everyone can do. Everyone can find their right their right fit. You know. Oh yeah,
0: right definitely because of the fact that we are also self-taught designers what would you give I mean I don't know if you want to call it advice but what would you tell people out there and that want to like find their creative path or anything
1: oh yeah I think definitely just like being iterative and experimental like I think and that's just sometimes. I, sometimes I go back and forth where I'm like, oh man, like it would be really good to spend like a little more time doing one thing and getting really good at that one thing. Um, but you know, I feel like we're all kind of just Swiss Army knives, and definitely never a waste of time to pursue another creative avenue or outlet. Like you do, like a ton of stuff. So and and I think that the way that you breathe that into your brand makes it like stronger. All that overlap versus, you know keeping parts of it here, parts of it there, you know.
0: Definitely. But people out there still don't know what I do, which is great. Let's keep it a mystery. <laughs> yeah. You also offer the community as well, which is phenomenal. The Asian community, which is great. What, how did you get into working with the community that you're working with now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, shout out to you guys for sponsoring the Asian Women Wellness Day coming up uh, May 15th and sponsoring the t-shirts. We're really, really excited about that. Um, I think it's been it's been definitely, obviously, really emotionally draining the past couple months, the past year for many people. I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, and I kind of, it, volunteering has always been in the, in the back of my mind, you know, over the past couple of years. Like, even there's like a, a adult Asian daycare that's at, um, at like Spring Garden, like in Philly. I pass it all the time and I was, it always makes me think, you know, oh, it makes me think about my grandparents. It makes me think about the older Asian people in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how I could give back a little bit, but, you know, in, in pre-pandemic world, it was easy just to be like, I'll do that eventually. I'll do that when I have time, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I finally reached out to the Philadelphia Chinatown Development Corporation, um, just filling out their form online and, and, Uh, Particularly the Chinese Immigrant Families Wellness Initiative, because I think that that's like a really unique thing that PCDC is doing because, I mean, from my own experience, uh, Asian cultures are pretty repressed and not really into talking about the feels, not a lot of, not a lot of generational healing taking place definitely not um yeah so I I, when I saw that I was like that's awesome like I definitely want to get involved so I I've been kind of volunteering to help produce this event um which really is more of like a healing space and a positive you know resource day um you know which I think we need we need all of it right like we need protests we need marches we need we need people who advocate we need um, to have the hard conversations, but we also need like places of, of healing and, and comfort. And we also really need true solidarity. So the Asian Women Wellness Day event is actually um, in partnership with Studio 34 Logo- Yoga, which is a Black-owned yoga studio. And That's kind of 54. one of the, yeah, not, <laughs> just as popping though. Um, and they're, you know, part of the, the underlying mission is to also create more um, Black and Asian solidarity. Definitely, Because um, there's definitely a lot of, of healing that needs to take place and a lot of um, mutual support um, showing up for one another. And especially, you know, I think we've seen the AI, AAPI, you know, hate crimes bill move a lot faster than some of the other bills for Black folks. And, and how can we now, if we feel like we've gotten parts of our needs met, um, show up for people who haven't, I think is super important
0: like what you just mentioned right from the beginning, just saw I did throw in our many hats in the ring and we are happy to assist with the Asian Women's Wellness Day for the Chinese Immigrant Families Wellness Initiative at the Philadelphia Chinatown Development Corporation. We're all about that mental health awareness and Asian women and their wellness. So that was a no brainer, happy mental health awareness month as well. So I was wondering when we would work together.
1: Yeah, I know
0: it's crazy. <laughs> Hats off to you and all the things that you do for somewhere many has to star solutions. I just like want to keep working with you. Like I love, I would love to have you DJ our next release before yeah. the pandemic. We had a party on Broadway, and Soho Broadway, not like Broadway, Broadway. My dad was like, <laughs> "Wait, what the fuck?" Like on Broadway so
1: you're saying a musical you made a but musical <laughs> you
0: guys made a musical and I was just like oh, I really wish Marissa was DJing that would have been For amazing sure. yeah, I've always wanted to. to work with you on something from art direction to like DJing so that's
1: in the works let's do it
0: <laughs> too soon yeah definitely definitely I you know I always did the whole back and forth thing from Philly and New York mm-hmm. and I always wanted yeah. to figure that's out a long time right for the longest time, I'm glad to know that we're still connected.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been so awesome to see you kind of push, the, push your brand and all these cool collaborations you're doing. And I love, like you said, like, I love that people don't understand it sometimes and it can be like very uh, difficult to categorize. I think that's awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. Do you think streetwear is dead?
1: Yeah, I think it's dying. Yeah. I think it's dying. <laughs> But so so does every subculture when it becomes the main culture. It's you know, streetwear is not more resilient than anything else that went mainstream, like skateboarding. You know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Do you ever? Think but it
1: of- is crazy to see how drop culture has permeated. Like I think drop culture. Well, I don't see that going away anytime soon. Oh no. Like, yeah.
0: No, not at all. And merch culture needs to die now. Just because you make one viral TikTok video doesn't mean you need to, like, make... That's that's what's killing the earth right now, you know? Yeah. Everyone's just like, <laughs> Earth Day, and how are we going to, like, save the earth? And uh, I'll tell you how we're going to save the earth. Stop doing merch drops. Stop getting uh, the so Goldens together and using all these printiful corporations... <laughs> It's terrible.
1: Uh, it's so true. Yeah, 100%. Oh my God.
0: That's how we're going to solve global warming. Yeah, memes sure.
1: can just stay on the internet. Let's just keep them on the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you ever see yourself starting a business with any of this stuff or is Yola own own your main thing?
1: Man, it's tough. It's definitely tough. I, I would love to do some sort of... I hate the word agency, but agency in the future. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just some sort of Of catch-all. But then I also, I was just talking to Ian about this recently. I also think often about, I'm curious what yours would be too. It's like, what's your drop out of life project? I feel like during the pandemic, everyone was like, oh, like I could just be a farmer and live off the land. Like, why do we do all this? You know? And so for mine, mine was like, yeah, either turmeric lattes or kombucha, or just starting some sort of like, you know, beverage product. That
0: That's would be amazing. My drop out
1: of life project. What would That's yours amazing. be?
0: Mine would definitely be coffee. Yeah. Coffee and tea. Yeah. I like basically owe my whole life to coffee and tea since I've been working in that industry all my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that would be my drop out of life scenario thing. I honestly feel sometimes that our careers right now is. Our drop off. I mean, did you ever think that you were going to get into that world?
1: Actually, no, it's funny because I've always, I've definitely always been really interested in fashion. And when I was growing up, if, if I didn't have strict Asian parents, I probably would have studied fashion, Right. <laughs> but um, I definitely didn't, I, I always wanted that. And I, you know, have always had tons of friends that are into sneakers industry wear. Um, but I never really expected myself to be uh, in the. Within the walls of it, um, so it's really it's really cool. It's really nice to to kind of see see what it's like on the inside and and um, be able to work with all of these major brands. Uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I didn't did not see it coming, especially like you know honestly like two years ago. I was like at a creative agency that I was like really really ready to leave. You know, because it I was just it was awesome and everyone who worked there was really cool, but it was just time for me to to grow. And there wasn't enough growth there, um, so two years ago I was like, "Oh my God, I don't know what's gonna happen to me." <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that was that was definitely a, a dark, a dark time where I was just like, couldn't even see any job next. Where I was just like, "What am I gonna do? Just, we'll go back to folding clothes? I don't know." Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the clients are ass, it just makes things a lot worse, but. <laughs> YOLO by YOLO Ono I really hope that you start playing shows again can't wait to soon, hopefully soon. <laughs> party with you for sure so if you were to get a chest tattoo quote in old English what would it be or in this case any font
1: hmm. probably some sort of cursive-y thing you know like some nice scrolly thing and then uh probably like who I used to be Because I feel like, you know, we're always changing and evolving. And sometimes I look at old photos. I look at old photos of when we hung out. And I'm like, who was that person? Is it the same person?
0: Right? Um, I had longer hair.
1: You did. You still have your septum? You don't have your septum. Oh, hell no. (laughs) I still got it. I'm still rocking it. still got it. Yeah, can't let it go. I don't know why.
0: That's amazing.
1: (laughs) But I have like a really tiny little ring. So it's, you know. So low good. profile um, definitely yeah i think probably that i think it's a good sign too, to to hopefully at least that's what i'm telling myself to um keep evolving and keep having different chapters in your life and keep being someone that you can't recognize
0: <laughs> i love it absolutely love it <laughs> plug your socials where can people find you
1: um instagram yolo underscore ono uh clubhouse if you're on there i think it's also yolo underscore ono don't find me on tiktok because i haven't figured out what i'm doing on there (laughs) (laughs) i have like two dance videos not sure what else is going on there wow but maybe soon maybe soon
0: (laughs) amazing the yolo ono challenge
1: and uh soundcloud i'm on soundcloud as yolo underscore ono um and hopefully we'll have some new mixes up soon i think my last one is like years old on there
0: oh wow (laughs) can't wait to (laughs) see the desire where many hats uh playlist Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure very dope. Very so very good dope. well thank you marissa lee also known as yola ono for coming on to wear many hats it was great having you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me
0: definitely when i come down to philly which is very soon we'll definitely link up for sure
1: definitely we'll catch you at eight fields
0: definitely definitely eight fields shout out gabby Till next time, this is Wear Mini Hats presented by Dasar and I'm Rashad. Peace.